Welcome to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast, where you get great advice on how to stay ahead of your competition here in these fantasy basketball streets. Now, the dopest analyst in fantasy basketball, Waver Wire Queen. What's going on, all my fantasy basketball fans? Welcome to the Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Waver Warrior Queen, and today I am going to talk about the most improved players in fantasy basketball. These are the players that Waver Warrior Queen feels are the best in regards to improvement. These guys have taken it to the next level for various reasons. And I don't know about you guys, but I got some of these guys on my team. Some of these guys I have talked about during the preseason and also after the draft. Nonetheless, hopefully you added some of these guys and are um, using these guys to help win every week. Make sure you hit the like button so you are helping the channel grow. Make sure you subscribe as well. So you can see more great content like this. Let's get right into it, y'all. So again, some of these guys I talked about during uh, the preseason, and it was for various reasons. Some of these guys are just at the level to where they are taking it to the next level. They are taking steps, and they have been taking steps in the right direction, and now they have arrived. Uh, Some of these guys have benefited from players being out or moving on to other teams. Nonetheless, these guys I have identified as, nonetheless, these guys are the guys that I have identified as the players who are most improved going into week seven and week eight of the fantasy basketball season. And they all have long-term value. Some of these guys, you've been waiting for them to to grow. And guess what? They have, okay? And I don't know about you guys, but let's jump right into it. I want to talk about it. DeJounte Murray, guard with the Spurs. I have been waiting for Murray to take it to the next level. The kid is super talented, okay? He has an injury uh, two seasons ago. He missed the whole season. Last season, just kind of getting back in stance. Guess what? He is not playing games. He's playing out of his mind. I expected it. He's damn near averaging almost a triple-double. He's averaging 18.4 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 8.2 assists, two steals, and he's only averaging 2.4 turnovers per game. You got to think he is their point guard, so he is having the ball in his hands a whole lot, and he's only averaging two-and-a-half turnovers per game. That is amazing, okay? Although the Spurs are in rebuild, and a lot of times when you're in rebuild mode, you don't have a lot to be happy about. DeJounte Murray is someone to be happy about. You know, you heard, well, maybe the Spurs should trade Murray for Ben Simmons. No, the Spurs should keep DeJounte Murray and add other players who can help the Spurs get back to the old Spurs where they were competing for championships. Okay. He's obviously not um, Kawhi Leonard on, on that superstar status, but let's not get it twisted. He can play his tail off. And again, he has the potential 
to be a three. Again, he has the potential to be a two-way player, which I'm already saying he is because he's going to play really good on the defensive side and he's going to score at a really good rate. And he has improved his um, field goal percentage, which is really good. We'll love to see that three-point percentage get better. Nonetheless, if you have DeJounte Murray, you're having a player on your team who is one of your starters because you drafted him to be a starter and he's averaging around 43, 44, maybe even 45 fantasy points on a nightly basis. That is great value, okay? That is amazing. You probably went into the season and didn't expect that from him. But guess what? You're getting that type of production out of DeJounte Murray. Just imagine if you paired him up with some other great players because you didn't expect him to produce what he's producing. You're probably on your way to the playoffs if you have DeJounte Murray. Anthony Edwards, another great young guard. Unfortunately, he's with the Minnesota Timberwolves because that franchise is just kind of, ugh. I, when I think of them, I'm like, I don't ever see them getting to the level where they're going to compete. Obviously, the last time they were competing is when my boy, Jimmy Butler, was in the building. Cat is not going to take that team to the next level because if he was going to take that team to the next level, they would have already been there. Nonetheless, Anthony Edwards is a great young piece, especially in fantasy. So if you have him in a dynasty league, then you have a very good young building block. He's dunking all over people. We know that. And he is increasing his, his stats. Last season, what, he had 17, 18 points. Now he's averaging 22.8 points per game, 6.7 rebounds. 3.4 assists, 1.4 steals. So his stats have, have improved from his, his rookie season, okay? So that's what you want to see in your young players. You want to see improvements, and he has improved. If you have Anthony Edwards, he's going to get you over 37 fantasy points in a points base league. If you have him in a dynasty league, you have a really good young player to look forward to and, and build around going forward in the future. Let's talk about potentially comeback player of the year, Montrez Howard. Yes, he had to get out of LA because he couldn't get it right with, 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 with the Clippers or the Lakers. He got it right with the Wizards though. He is back, right? Averaging 17 points, nine rebounds, 2.3 assists, and he's shooting a high percentage from the field. It's getting you over 34, 35 fantasy points per game. I don't think anybody expected him to play like this, considering what happened in L.A. I mean, he pretty much was on the end of the bench. They were looking for ways to find other players to play and not play him. He is definitely a candidate for um, comeback player of the year, considering what he's doing and what happened in L.A. It was not pretty when he played for the Clippers and for the Lakers. Nonetheless, he's found a home with the Wizards, and they have a, a winning record. They are in the mix of the playoffs right now. No one expected that, and he has a lot to do with that. Very good, solid team to go along with Kuzma, Bill, and um, Spencer Dinwiddie. So he is, is, is playing very well, and He's long-term for this season. This is not a fluke, okay? We all knew he can play. He was always good coming off the bench as a six-man. Just didn't work out in L.A. He's back to playing very good basketball, and 
that's why he's on this list for most improved because he took several steps backwards. Y'all, he, he took it all the way back. But now he done came back and said, I'm back. Like Cam said, I'm back. Guess what? He's back and he's playing good basketball, which is why he is on this list for most improved because he wasn't looking too good. He was pretty much uh, being released last season in fantasy. Over the last two seasons in fantasy, he was uh, being released. Tyler Hero, woo, 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 guard with the heat. This young man is back. He's back. He's back. He had a very, very down season last year. What, averaging 15, 16 points per game? Now he's at 21.8 points, 5.7 rebounds. 3.7 assists, shooting a nice percentage from the field and from threes. He's back, right? Yes. Obviously, it's rookie season. Everybody was hyped about him. Last season was a very, very down year for him. It wasn't that great. And that kind of hurt the heat. But he is back. Another potential candidate for comeback player of the year. Very much on the most improved in fantasy because his stats decreased and now they have increased, which is why he's on this list because he's averaging over 32 fantasy points per game, which I don't think anyone envisioned. No one expected it because everyone just was like, okay, well, he's going to play how he did last year. And most people were like, oh, he's all the way at the end of my bench or maybe on waivers because he didn't play well. He's playing very good and he's showing that this is not a fluke early on in the season. He's showing that this may be um, long term. Another player we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about OG Aninubo, newbie. OG Aninubi. I don't know if I said that right, but y'all know who I'm talking about. OG with the Toronto Raptors. I think everyone has been waiting for him to take it to the next level. You know, you had players who were there and in the way of him being able to play. You had, obviously, Kawhi. You're not playing OG over Kawhi. You wasn't playing OG over DeRozan. Well, now he's having the best season of his career. Um, he is playing his tail off and. He's definitely one of the most improved fantasy-wise and just even in the NBA, and he has the potential to be, um, I wouldn't say comeback player of the year, most improved because no one was ever expecting him to average 20 points per game. Maybe you expected him to average five rebounds, but nonetheless, he's averaging 5.4 rebounds and he's getting 2.7 assists and 1.5 steals. He's going to play good defense. When you think of OG, you're like, oh, he's going to play some great defense. You're not thinking, oh, he's averaging 20 points. He's going to get you 20 points. Yes, he's getting you 20 points. I don't think anyone drafted him with the intention of him averaging 20 points for your team and getting over 33, maybe 34 fantasy points on a nightly basis. You did not draft him and was like, oh, this is what I expected. You stumbled into that. We're going to keep it 100 on, on the score of fantasy basketball podcast. You didn't... uh Draft him being like, oh, he's going to give me 20. Now you 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 stumbled across that. But it's okay because that happens sometimes. And guess what? You're benefiting from it, okay? Cole Anthony had a really good rookie season, and he's having an even better sophomore season, okay? Cole Anthony is not playing any games. Um, I think people were expecting him to take a, a step back because uh, the Magic drafted Suggs and I was thinking like, why they do that? Come on, you got Cole Beasley. The Knicks should have 
drafted Cole Anthony. Again, I'm like, why draft Jalen Suggs when you got Cole Anthony? Nonetheless, the Knicks should have drafted Cole Anthony. They didn't. See what their uh, point guard spot is looking like, even though um, Obi Toppin is playing a bit better. He's not on the level of what Cole Anthony is doing. Cole Anthony is averaging 19.6 points, 6.8 rebounds, 5.9 assists, and a steal per game. He is playing way better than uh, any of the young guards on the Knicks, and he's averaging over 36, 37 fantasy points per game. So um, the Knicks definitely dropped the ball by not picking Cole Anthony. They really, really, um, they really, really messed up there. It, it happens sometimes when you overthink some things. Um, it, 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 it does, but you got to get right. You, you just simply, you got to get it right. They didn't. And to me, even though they have a good team, um, they can be even better. Just imagine if they had Cole Anthony. Okay, that would be dope. I mean, it to me when going into that draft, it just made sense that they drafted Cole Anthony. I understand they wanted to get the the hometown kid, but sometimes you just overthink it and you you make a move that will end up um, hurting your team. And to me, even though the, the Knicks have a, a a team that made the postseason last year, still feel like it should have been. Cole Anthony. And I know you guys uh, feel the same way. Jacob Pottle, center with the Spurs, definitely one of the most improved fantasy-wise. He's averaging over 32 points. He's just returning from injury, so they're kind of working him back in. Don't be alarmed because those uh, statistics have kind of gone down fantasy-wise. They will be there and balance out for the remainder of the season. He's averaging 12.9 points per game and 8.9 rebounds and two assists and is going to get a block and he's going to shoot a high percentage from the field so you definitely be confident in him i actually traded for him i traded a player who i couldn't play based on the way the commissioner um created the league and in the roster format i couldn't play the guard but i did need to center so I, I had to make a move, and I feel like it was a good move for both parties. They got the guard, which they got Rubio. I had so many guards. I have um, Dame. I have Beal. I have Murray. I, I have too many guards, and I couldn't play all of them. So I needed another center because at the time, one of my centers were out, and he was returning, and so it, it worked out for me. So if you have him and if you drafted him, you knew he was going to improve, but you didn't think he was going to be this good. Guess what he is? Tyrese Maxey is on this list. And I talked about him being one of the sleepers, breakout players in fantasy because of the Ben Simmons situation. Yes, some of these guys on this list are on this list because, hey, it was their time. Okay, they've been working their way into being on one of the most improved, one of the best young players in fantasy. For Maxey, the talent was there. And then Ben Simmons was like, I'm not returning. I'm not coming in the building. I will not be there. But then you said, oh, well, Tyrese Maxey, he played very well last postseason, and the talent is there. 
what is he doing? He's getting you over 30 fantasy points per per game, right? Yes. Then he's averaging 18.7 points from the field, 3.5 rebounds, and 4.6 assists. Do they miss Ben? They may miss Ben, but damn it, when you got somebody who, who can slide in and do that, it makes things a lot easier when you're thinking about, well, Ben Simmons has left the building. Well, Maxi has filled in very well. I still feel like long-term they need to make a move because Ben Simmons is a young star. He just needs to work on his, his shooting, okay? If he can improve that, he'll be really one of the best two-way players in the game. However, Tyrese Maxey isn't playing games and he's making the most of an opportunity, which should lead into a long-term role as a starter. I'm sorry, it really should. And obviously, we need to talk about Miles Bridges, y'all. I mean, hey, yeah. This is very unexpected. And he's actually still performing like this. No one expected Miles Bridges to be averaging 20 points Okay, no one expected Miles Bridges to average 20 points per game. Last season, he averaged 12. Season before that, 13. Season before that, 7.5. So you're like, what? Miles Bridges having 20 points per game? Very unexpected. He's shooting 44% from the field. He's averaging 7.5 rebounds, over three assists, only one turnover a game, and he's um, averaging one steal per game as well. No one expected this. This is the the most improved player of the year. I don't care what anyone says. No one expected Miles Bridges to come out and play like this. Him and LaMelo Ball have a great rapport. That chemistry between those two is just on another level, and it has made basketball exciting for, I'm sure, Hornets fans, or even me, just a fan of, of, of basketball. I love to see those two running the fast break together because you already know Melo's going to make the right pass and Miles Bridges is going to be dunking and hopefully not dunking on somebody, right? Because you get in the way, he's going to dunk on you potentially. So get out the way. But nonetheless, he is having the best year of his career, whether that is um, at the collegiate level or professionally. He is really playing. He got in that gym and worked on his game and it is showing. And also he is starting. So you never know what you have um, until you give them the opportunity. So he could have had all of this talent, but not starting and only playing a certain amount of minutes per game, you really couldn't see that. But now you're seeing the minutes. He probably put in the work this past offseason, and now he is playing his his tail off, okay? I wish I would have got Bridges. Last season, I picked him up uh, on waivers. Him and Melo, they have a great rapport. It's undeniable, and it's scary if you're running a fast break and you're on defense trying to guard those two. It's a dunk and the and one if you try. <laughs> All right, y'all, make sure you hit the like button and you subscribe to the channel. Again, subscribe to the channel and share the videos. And let me know who you feel is the most improved player in fantasy basketball. All right, y'all, peace. Thanks for listening to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast. Be sure to subscribe to The Score for more fun and great advice on how to win at fantasy basketball. And if you've got comments or questions about The Score, send them to waverwirequeen at gmail.com.
The Score.